காசு பணம் கட்டு மணி மணி 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 we are going to learn about evolution today the evolution of money paisa duddu kaasu and i am going to take you back in time back even before civilization began but before that let me ask you a question what is money or what do you use money for we use it to make a payment right so whenever we buy any product like shoes clothes food or you services from someone like getting a haircut or having a driver or a house help we are supposed to pay them an agreed price and money is what we pay in exchange for the product or service today we consider printed notes or coins as money but how and when did this come into being let's start from the beginning and travel back in time thousands of years ago when there was no currency or money how did people buy things during those days goods or services were exchanged against goods or services which is called as the barter exchange or barter system so for example a farmer would give a bag of potatoes to a barber in exchange for a haircut the barber would cut the cobbler's hair to get his shoes mended and so on the barter system was used for thousands of years but that does not mean that it always worked well it has a lot of disadvantages too consider this if you were a skilled artisan who made tables then you'd barter tables for the things you need like food it's not a bad living but what do you do when you want meat and the herders don't use tables you'd have to search for someone who is both in need of a table and has meat that he is willing to sell that takes a lot of time but you're hungry now let's take another hypothetical situation what happens when you want something small like some tomatoes and the tomato vendor asks you for a table in return you'd probably argue that a table is worth a lot more than just a few tomatoes but then you can't sell just one leg of a table right for a few tomatoes unfortunately the vendor too can't do much with just a single uh, table leg and you don't want hundreds of tomatoes that will spoil before you can eat them all so when you have just a few very valuable items you'll have trouble making exchanges for several less valuable ones or if you trade perishable goods like tomatoes time becomes a very important factor you must trade them quickly or they will rot and become worthless because of this you might be pressured into taking unfair deals another problem barterers run into is deciding on equal trade you've probably heard the expression it's like comparing apples to oranges but even apples and oranges with all their differences are both fruit of relatively equal size and shape can you imagine how difficult it would be to decide how many cows are worth how many pieces of wood currency or money was invented to solve this problem before money as we know it was used there were what is called ious Let's consider a farmer wants to exchange his wheat for a cow with a cattle herder. This may also cause problems. For example, the wheat may not be ready to harvest. So one party may accept an IOU to be exchanged later for the physical goods. Eventually these IOUs acquire their own value 
and the IOU holder could exchange them for something else of the same value as the original commodity, so perhaps apples instead of wheat. The IOUs are now performing the same function as actual money. So money is basically a universal IOU that has an agreed value in terms of the goods it can be exchanged for. When a society agrees on an acceptable form of currency, you no longer have to find people who have what you want and are willing to barter their stuff for what you are offering. Carrying coins or notes is also easier than carrying, say, tables. What's more, you can sell a table for 100 coins and then use one of those coins to buy a few tomatoes. With money, you don't have to compare apples and oranges. Even if you still have to negotiate how many coins an apple is worth, the matter is much simpler. But initially, money was not in the form of notes and coins that we know and use today. What was used was called commodity money. Commodities are basic items used by almost everyone. In the past, popular commodities included salt, tea, cattle, animal skins and seeds. This form of currency developed over centuries. These traded goods served as the medium of exchange, even though the value of each of these items was still negotiable in many cases. This system of trading spread across the world and it still survives today in some parts of the globe. Using these items as money diminished some of the problems of bartering. However, using commodities raised other problems. Commodities weren't always easy to transport and often they were perishable or difficult to store like the seeds, cattle and animal skin that we just discussed. And so, Tokens such as beads, colored cowrie shells or lumps of gold were assigned a specific value which meant that they could be exchanged directly for goods. From here it was just a small step to make tokens explicitly to represent value in the form of metal discs or coins to be used as money. No one knows for sure who first invented such money but historians believe metal objects were first used as money as early as 5000 BC. For more than 2000 years, coins made from precious metals such as gold, silver and for smaller transactions copper formed the main medium of monetary exchange. And that is why and how currency or money was invented as a common medium of exchange. Barter is sufficient for simple transactions, but not when the things traded are of differing values or not available at the same time. Money, by contrast, has a recognized uniform value and is widely accepted. Money has a certain value today because it was given that value by government. Money is an unconditional means of payment, a token of wealth. But it is worthless of itself. 
If someone just mints a coin or prints notes, that is not counted as money. In fact, it is seen as fake money and you will be put in jail. Only those coins and notes that are administered by the government as a public resource for and on behalf of the people is considered and accepted as money. So don't you go just start printing your own notes. So here are the key attributes of money. Money is a store of wealth. It acts as a means by which people can store their wealth for future use. It must not therefore be perishable. And it helps if it is of a practical size that can be stored and transported easily. Just imagine if instead of notes we had huge boxes or long sheets of leaves. How will we carry them around? Money is a means of exchange. It must be possible to exchange money freely and widely for goods and its value should be as stable as possible. If you can buy a chocolate with 10 rupees today, but tomorrow you have to pay 100 rupees for the same chocolate, then people may not want to use it as its worth keeps changing. Also, it helps if that value is easily divisible and if there are sufficient denominations so change can be given. So if you want to buy a chocolate for say 10 rupees and only 100 rupees notes are available, then it doesn't help. Which is why we have currency in so many denominations for both notes and coins. Like for notes we have uh, 2000 rupee note, 500, 100, 50, 20, 10. And coins we have 5 rupees, 2 rupees, 1 rupee, 50 paise, 25 paise. In fact earlier we used to have even 1 paise, 2, 3 and 5 paise coins. Money is also a unit of account. Money can be used to record wealth possessed, traded or spent both by individual people and by countries. It helps if only one recognized authority issues money in a country. If anybody could issue it, then trust in its value would disappear. So we learnt about three uh, attributes or properties of money, which is that it is a store of wealth, it's a means of exchange and finally it's a unit of account. A lot of products that the world uses today come from China. But did you know that China was one of the first countries to use coins? Sometime around 770 BC, the Chinese moved from using actual usable objects such as tools and weapons as a medium of exchange to using miniature replicas of these same objects that had been cast in bronze. So a small replica of a dagger or a spade was used as money instead of actual dagger or a spade as it was easier to carry. But when they reached into their pocket to take out the money, the miniature sharp arrows or daggers hurt them. And so these were eventually abandoned and instead objects in the shape of a circle were used. These objects became some of the first coins. Although China was the first country to use an object that modern people might recognize as coins, the first region in the world to use an industrial facility to manufacture coins that could be used as currency was in Europe, in the region called Lydia which is now part of Western Turkey. In 600 BC, Lydia's king Aliatus minted his first official currency. The coins were made from electrum, which is a mixture of silver and gold that occurs naturally. And the coins were stamped with pictures that acted as denominations like owls, snakes, etc. In the streets of Sardis in approximately 600 BC, 
a clay jar might cost you two owls and a snake. Lydia's currency helped the country increase both its internal and external trading systems, making it one of the richest empires in Asia Minor. Today, this type of facility where a huge number of coins are made is called a mint, and the process of creating currency in this way is referred to as minting. And this is where the phrase "so and so is minting a lot of money" came from. The Chinese were also the first to devise a system of paper money. Around 700 BC, the Chinese moved from coins to paper money. By the time Marco Polo, the Venetian merchant, explorer, and writer who travelled through Asia along the Silk Road, visited China in approximately 1271 AD. The emperor of China had a good handle on both the money supply and various denominations. In fact, in the place where modern American bills say "In God We Trust," the Chinese inscription at that time warned: "Those who are counterfeiting will be decapitated." The benefits of using cash, which is notes and coins, as a means of payment is that it is accepted anywhere, and it is anonymous. there is no trail of who paid how much etc but it also has its own disadvantages and one of them is security it can easily be stolen to solve this the jews came up with checks so let's talk about checks which were next in line in the evolution of payments when humans began settlements and people developed specialized skills they started businesses and instead of buying and selling things for their daily personal needs people started buying and selling for trade or business and so they had to buy lots and lots of goods this involved lots of money which could not be carried all the time and it was also not safe they cannot carry crores of rupees in cash right also people needed huge investments to run their businesses and they needed funding this led to the birth of banks and newer forms of payments like checks so instead of giving cash to someone you write a check they deposit the check in their bank the check then goes to the country's clearing house and when cleared the money would get deposited into the bank account of the receiver of the check this process would take a few days for the receiver to get the money in his account the next leap in payments was electronic payments that had a faster turnaround time than checks basically electronic funds transfer is a system of transferring money from one bank account directly to another bank account without any paper exchanging hands and unlike checks which took a few days to clear electronic fund transfer the made the money available the next day itself in fact there are hardly any checks being used today these electronic fund transfers paved the way for credit cards in 1959 american express introduced the first card made of plastic and then towards the end of the 20th century the internet boom happened and along with it came online banking and online bill payments as the use of home computers and laptops became more and more a part of everyday life the popularity of online banking and online bill payments began to grow all banks allow their customers to access account information over the internet and to transfer funds between accounts Credit card companies and utility companies allow customers to pay their bills online. Online bill payments can save people both time and money. 
the customer can pay a bill in a matter of minutes over the internet instead of spending money on post postage to send a paper check and then risking the chance that the bill may arrive past the due date these electronic payments are paving the way for a paperless universe where checks stamps envelopes and paper bills are outdated and obsolete the 21st century has given rise to two novel forms of currency mobile payments and virtual currency mobile payments are money paid for a product or service through a portable electronic device such as a cell phone the first example of mobile payments came in 1997 when coca-cola introduced introduced a limited number of vending machines where the customer could make a mobile purchase the customer would actually send a text message to the vending machine to set up the payment and the machine would then vend their product mobile banking first appeared in 1997 as well through the merita bank it accepted text messages for making bank account transactions mobile payment technology can also be used to send money to friends or family members apple pay google pay paytm phone pay are very popular and regularly used by people today the currency demonetization that happened in india couple of years ago and the corona virus pandemic has in fact made the move to digital payments quicker and the latest innovation in money is the virtual or the cryptocurrency called bitcoin bitcoin released in 2009 by a japanese person who goes by the pseudonym satoshi nakamoto quickly became the standard for virtual currencies so what really is bitcoin it is a type of money that is completely virtual that is it has no physical coinage which is notes or coins it's like an online version of cash you can use it to buy products and services but not many shops accept bitcoin yet and some countries have banned it altogether so bitcoin is basically a computer file which is stored in a digital wallet app on a smartphone or a computer people can send bitcoins to your digital wallet and you can send bitcoins to other people every single transaction using bitcoin is recorded in a public list called a blockchain this makes it possible to trace the history of bitcoins to stop people from spending coins they do not own making copies or undoing transactions so basically bitcoin transactions are very safe and unlike cash that can be stolen or computer systems that can be hacked to transfer money from your account to someone's or someone's to yours bitcoin is extremely safe and every transaction with bit, uh, with bitcoin is cheaper there are three main ways people get bitcoins you can buy bitcoins using real money you can sell things and let people pay you with bitcoins or they can be created using a computer and how can one create bitcoins using a computer the computers are made to solve some very difficult calculations and problems it takes several hours days or even months to perform the calculation and when you do you get a bitcoin people set up powerful computers just to try and get bitcoins this is called mining but the calculations are becoming more and more difficult to prevent too many bitcoins from getting generated you could end up spending more money on electricity for your computer than the value of the bitcoin you will get doing the calculations so then why do people like bitcoins 
it is because unlike money that is controlled by the governments bitcoin is operated privately and is decentralized regular stores as well as online merchants are beginning to accept bitcoins and in june 2014 the first bank that converts deposits in currencies instantly to bitcoin without any fees was opened in boston currently there are over 18 million bitcoins in circulation there are lots of doubts in the minds of people of the validity of a currency that is not authorized by a government the world's richest man elon musk is a big supporter of bitcoin and so now people are beginning to show interest in fact the value of bitcoin shot up significantly as a result of elon musk's support so some people are supportive and some are not the jury is still out if you were to make the next innovation in money or currency or you were the president of a new country and can decide to create your own currency what would you do what kind of currency would you create what attributes would your currency have give it some thought and i would love to hear about it i would also love to get your feedback what you liked what you did not like about this and other episodes so do leave your feedback on whatever app you use to listen to the podcast or on facebook or send an email to fiastrivia@gmail.com so until the next episode ciao bye bye